0: I'm a very busy photographer and travel all over the world, but I'm also a mother of three. I have three very busy teenagers and now, young adults. They're 18, 20, and 22. And one of the most common questions I get is how do you manage everything? Not only now, but how did you manage when they were little? I think this is an important conversation to have, and it's today's topic. And one of the things that we're going to focus on is how I managed my business and grew it while my kids were little. You are listening to the Anna Brandt Podcast for the year 2023. Anna Brandt has been a professional photographer for over 24 years and has taught worldwide in over 40 countries. She continues to educate in person and online while running a busy studio in Tustin, California. My mom's podcast is all about educating and motivating the creative entrepreneur. My name is Ava Brandt, and I'm happy to welcome you to the fifth season of my mom's podcast channel. We hope you subscribe and stick around. A lot of people look at my life now and all that I do and wonder how I do it while raising a family. And what I try to explain to people all the time that, number one, when my kids were little, I wasn't doing all the things that I'm doing now. They're all two years apart. And so, you know, there was a time when my whole life revolved around everything they ate when they slept, when they went to the bathroom, you know their school and everything in between sound familiar. I felt like there was definitely never enough time in the day and trying to build a business and grow was something that I was not gonna be able to do at a fast pace and I learned that really early on. The good news is I wasn't in a hurry to do it. I think now the challenge that I'm seeing with photographers is, They're in a hurry. You know, they're pregnant or they're having children or they're growing their families and they just want to get there now. And I don't know why everybody is in such a hurry, to be honest with you. When I was pregnant with my son, I didn't have a studio. I had very few clients. I had only lived in California less than two years. Not many people had known me. I was strictly a natural light photographer only because I didn't own lights. I was still developing film in my own little dark room, in my spare room, in my condo. I would do shoots in the condo and locally throughout Orange County. I worked through all three children pretty much right up until I delivered them because fortunately I had really good pregnancies. And there are a lot of women that don't have really good pregnancies and you can't work the whole time and maybe you need to go on bed rest. And there's so many things that I want to say is number one, slow down. I think that your priority should be your children. And, you know, I don't want to tell you what your priority should be. So I even hesitate saying that. And I'm one of those people that I won't really post on social media about things that I think you should do unless I'm really being directly asked. And so I mentor a lot of photographers virtually and in person. And definitely there is a constant struggle I'm finding from females who are raising young children and they're like, but Anna, how do I fill in the blank? Manage my time, take care of the children, feel like I'm succeeding and growing while I'm drowning in just my list of overwhelming things to do whether it's the laundry, the house, something's gotta go, right? There's no way that you can take care of everything. Add a nursing baby to it, add children to it, taking care of the house, dropping off preschool, school, after school activities, you name it, the list goes on and on. And now you're supposed to not only build the business, grow your email list, but show up on social media and not look like a big hot mess while you're doing it. Does that sound familiar? I'm kind of glad that when I was pregnant with Evan, social media didn't exist. In fact, I'm very glad. Because I was a hot mess. I could fill your days with stories of how much of a hot mess I was. Not just with Evan, my son, but with Olivia and Ava. In fact, if you spend any time with my children, they will also fill you in on all of the wonderful stories and all of the failures that I have made along the way. And we laugh about them because there's no such thing as being a perfect parent, just like there's no such thing as being a perfect child. Motherhood, parenthood, fatherhood, whatever it is, is not easy, but I also believe it's the most important job in the world is raising the next generation. You know, for me, I wanted to be a mother from you know, as long as I could remember. It was very, very important to me. I never grew up thinking, ooh, I'm gonna make millions of dollars, I'm gonna run my own business, travel the world. I never said any of those things. I think the only thing I really did say growing up was that I wanted to be a mother. That's it. The rest to me is just a bonus. And so, of course, we don't really know what we wanna be when we're younger, but I knew I wanted to be a mother. I knew I wanted at least one child, possibly four, I stopped at three. I did have three cesareans. And so having three C-sections is not easy. You can't just go bounce out of the hospital and get back to work. You've gotta heal and rest and take care of your body. I also didn't have family here. All of my family was in New York. I was the only one that relocated from the east to the west. While my mother did visit me and spent some great amount of time with me, after each child, I didn't have her with me to help me out. I love asking my clients when the grandparents show up, like if they live close by or if they live far away, if they have help, because I remember those early years and it was very challenging. I didn't have the help of my family and I didn't hire anyone to help me. So it was pretty much me. Their dad traveled five days out of seven. So many, many, many years, the first mm, 6 7 years of parenthood i was technically on my own the good news was i could kind of set my rules and boundaries and didn't have to seek anybody else's permission so that was kind of good for me a lot of parents struggle with work life balance and schedules and who's doing what and and it was really just me and so we made sure collectively their you know their dad and I that the bedtime ritual was set. Our kids went to bed very early. By six o'clock at night, they were in bed. I had sleepers. Not everybody has sleepers. I have friends whose kids would be up till 10, 11 o'clock at night. And they would always envy me because they would say, Anna, your kids go to bed so early. You have the whole night. Mine are up till 10 or 11 o'clock at night. But the trade-off was their kids slept in. Mine were up at the crack of dawn. You know, for me. I just started an early routine with Evan sleeping through the night. We got him to bed early. He would go down around six o'clock at night, so I would have my evening to catch up on my work or do the things that I need to do. He was an early riser, so that meant I was going to have to be an early riser. And so I learned to adjust over the years and realized my kids were better off going to bed early, and collectively we would all wake up early. Now, let me tell you, prior to becoming a parent, that was not me. I was the queen of sleeping in as late as I wanted. And especially once I became self-employed, I didn't have to get up at the crack of dawn. My kids ended up changing all of that for me. And so, you know, part of that routine when you're a parent is, you know, whether you're a single parent or there's two of you is figuring out what is the routine. I think routine is number one on the list. If you were to say, Anna, how do I run a business and raise children at the same time? Routine and communication would be number one and number two. Routine meaning putting the kids to bed at the same night, every single night. They go to school at the same time or, or you have help at the same time or they eat at the same time or their activities at the same time. Having a specific schedule, super important. As they got older, it was a shared family calendar and making sure that we all communicated where everybody was at any given moment. Even now, my kids can look at my calendar They can look at Life360, see where I am. They know my schedule, my routine, and they know how to get hold of me at a moment's notice. I think that's super important. My kids need to understand that I'm always there for them. And even though I'm busy and traveling, if I need to cancel a trip and stay home, I do. If I need to adjust something because they need to go to the doctor or they need help or they need pickup, then I do. They have to be the priority. They have to come first. Now you're gonna say, but Anna, I need to make money and grow my business at the same time. Now, you know, so there's so many different scenarios when you're raising your children and building a business. For some, there isn't the financial urgency. So to me, if there's not a financial urgency, take your time building your business. You don't need to chase every client and every opportunity Create a schedule with your clients first, with the family, sit down, have shared calendars. You know, my kids, we started shared calendars. I mean, they were little. I mean, I believe they were like seven, nine, seven, nine, and probably 11. I mean, it's been a long time. You can start shared calendars very, very early on. My kids have been helping out in the studio. If you ask them, they'll tell you since they were like three, four years of age, I would bring them to work. I came to work pregnant. I came to work with newborns. And a lot of photographers say, well, did your clients ever say anything that you brought your child to work? No. Number one, this is my business. I make the rules. That's what's great about being your own CEO. You make the rules. Number two, lucky for me is I'm a child family photographer. If I was constantly shoving my kids off someone else, I think my clients would maybe question my choices. I love that many, many of my clients this year, their children that I photographed as newborns graduated high school, and we were pregnant at the same time. And so I've run into them. I've talked to them. I've congratulated them. They've congratulated me. They're like, Ava, oh my gosh, Ava, she's graduating. And we were pregnant at the same time. I watched her grow up in your studio. I watched her take naps in your studio. Just today, I ran into a business neighbor of mine, and she was saying her, Olivia, is going off to London. And I remember photographing her daughter at birth. I remember being pregnant at the same time. I love that I'm able to grow this business. My children grew along with me. I love the fact that my clients all know everything about my children. They know their names, their ages, what they're involved in. This particular client that I ran in today told me how proud she was of my son, Evan, and the studio that he's built and Ava graduating with honors and Olivia transitioning in her school and and keeping a perfect GPA. And, and they know the successes of my children. They also know the many, many, many mistakes that I've made because many of them, you know, have been privy to that and they still keep coming back. You know, I've accidentally missed a client that wasn't on my schedule and they've shown up and I'm looking at them like, Hey, and they're like, we have a session. And I'm like, Not on my calendar. Unfortunately, I've had that happen one too many times, you know, or on the other hand, my kids going, mom, don't forget, I have this fill in the blank. And I'm like, Ooh, I'm in a session that day. And, you know, obviously if I can rearrange it for my children, I will, and vice versa for my client. But I'm going to tell you, it is, I've said this before, it is blood, sweat, and tears. There is no such thing as perfect parenting. And I, as I said, my kids can fill your days with stories. I remember going through the Chick-fil-A drive through and being in a hurry and leaving work and just trying to get my kids home and fed because they would come to school afterwards and do their homework. And then they would get hungry if I work too late. It's like, mom, it's dinner time. And I would really try to get them home and do dinner at home. But there has been a few times where you're running through the drive-thru and you're just, you need to get them fed. You know those times? So we go through the Chick-fil-A drive-thru, we get through and realize we don't have ketchup or the sauce or whatever my daughter wanted, but I'm already outside of the drive-thru. So Let's just have a child, and I'm pretty sure it was Ava, jump out of the car and go back and get the ketchup. How hard would that be, right? Except that I drove off without Ava. And so she had the ketchup and she's standing in the parking lot looking at me driving away. So it's just like, we we pretty much laugh about that still. And that was a while ago that every time we go to Chick-fil-A, they're like, mom, remember when you left me? Yes, yes, I do. Because that's what's so great about kids, right? They'll remind you of your failures. Trust me. Evan ended up going to Orange County High School of the Arts in Santa Ana. And, you know, the school was only 15 minutes away. And there were so many times where I'd get that text, Mom, <laughs> is anyone picking me up today? And Evan would be the last kid standing on the curb. <laughs> And we just look around like, who's going to get Evan? And I'm pretty sure every single member of my staff has gone and gotten Evan at the side of the street at school. And I'm pretty sure that Evan can tell you how many times I forgot to pick him up. And it's crazy. How do you forget to pick up your child from school, right? And so, you know, I I laugh because somehow by the grace of God, I got through those years. I mean, you know, it's one thing when the kids are little, or, or they're just born and you're just trying to nurse, right? You're just trying to figure out the whole breastfeeding thing, which isn't as easy as people say it is. And, you know, then the food thing and the napping and the diapers and the pampers and diaper rashes and, and you're just exhausted. And so if you have a busy business and you need to take time off to a baby, my biggest advice is get help. Oh my gosh, get help. Because when you deliver a baby, I swear you deliver part of your brain and you're going to have to write everything down and you're going to have to start delegating and you're going to have to start getting help. This is not the time to travel the world and conquer everything on your list. Should I repeat that? When you have a baby, it is not the time to go through that wish list of every business endeavor you want to do and do it. I'm not saying don't do it. You know, timing is everything, right? Maybe you weren't pregnant and you're launching a product or building a business or getting a studio or moving, and then oops, you're pregnant. And now it's all going to happen when you have the baby, and you can't just take time off and sleep in for the next six months. You're going to have to find a way to make all of that happen. And that's where delegation comes in. Because if you've never had a baby, let me tell you, having gosh, having a human being coming out of your body, that's not an easy thing. And, you know, I think that so many times as society, we forget how difficult it is on a woman to literally give birth to another human being. We expect them to just jump up, get to work, put on makeup, look amazing, lose the weight and continue on But nothing's changed and everything's changed. Everything's changed. Who you are, how you think, how you feel, your hormones, everything has changed. And I think it would be silly and disrespectful to say that that's not the case. And so I wish our society would give women a break and give them time to take off and give them, you know, paid leave for the next six months. Because I feel like that's how much time we need just to get our brains back in our body, So, you know, when I was having children, I wasn't definitely not traveling the world. Nobody was asking me to travel the world. I barely had built a photography business and I had just a few clients. With each child, my business grew. And keep in mind, my kids are only two years apart. So it's not that I had a good amount of time not being pregnant. I mean, pregnancy is nine months, okay? So in 24 months, there's still a very good amount of time that I'm carrying a child do the math. And so, you know, there's only a small portion that I'm trying to adjust with the previous child before I'm now pregnant with the next child. And so now you're pregnant, you're trying to take care of a toddler and build a business and handle a marriage or whatever you're doing. It's all not easy. And there were many, many days where I would just lay one of the children down to sleep and I would sleep straight to the next day. And that to-do list would sit on the desk and the groceries would sit on the counter and the laundry would sit in the dryer. Sound familiar? If that is you and you feel like a super hot mess, number one, just let it go. Because now that they're 18, 20, and 22, I just kind of laugh about those years. I remember being at work at my studio and I had forgotten the diaper bag and Uh, Olivia, decided to poop and it went up her back, out her shirt. I don't even know, honestly, how that's physically, humanly possible. But if you have a baby, apparently it is. And I remember going to change her and it's coming out of the neck, up the onesie. I had no clothes, no diaper bag, and I had to pick Evan up from preschool. I remember showing up late and got reprimanded by the woman at preschool because I was past the pickup time. I love those days, right? Where you're just rocking it and you're doing everything you can to just get there. And you get then the director going, oh, Miss Brand, thank thank you for coming. Could you try to show up on time and every power of my being wanted to go, yeah, that would be freaking fantastic. Let me explain to you the last hour that I've had. Okay. never mind that I'm wearing the clothes from yesterday, but my daughter is now naked in a car seat because she has no clothes and I'm just trying to pick Evan up from preschool. You want to charge me the extra $200 it's going to be to be late? Have at it. I really just don't care. You ever have those conversations? I've had one too many of them and you know, I can laugh about it now, but I remember member at that time feeling like an utter failure, feeling like I'm exhausted. I'm tired. I'm not rocking this mom thing. And all I can say is thank God Instagram and Facebook weren't around because if I would have saw other pretty, altogether perfect moms showing their day, I would have, oh God, I don't even know what I would have done. Probably started drinking in the closet. And so I feel bad for the women today because you're expected to put on makeup and look good and, you know, tote your kids around and rock your business and pretend like everything's going okay. And it it may not be. And so delegation is key. Okay, time management is key. Start giving up some of the things that you just can't do. You know, every time I talk to female entrepreneurs and I start trying to talk about their day, do you have a schedule? Do you have a work schedule? Do you have published hours? Do you have days where you're just at home that no one's expecting you to work, where you just have an at-home day? You know, I started taking off Mondays. I had done it for my own health reasons when Ava was four because I had suffered some health issues and I needed one day to seek medical help. And so those Mondays did Transformed in so many ways. First, I would call it Medical Mondays because those were the days that I would get iron infusions, and then I would change it change it to be Mommy Mondays because I felt like every time there was a holiday in school, it was always on a Monday. Do you ever notice that? How many holidays there are for school? It would be on a Monday. And prior to when I had deemed Mondays off, I would be rocking it, ready to go on a Monday. I would do everything I could on a Sunday to prepare, and then Monday would come, and the kids would be like, "Mom, it's a school holiday," and I would be like, "Seriously? There goes my week." Or, or even better, I'd rock Sundays, get all prepped, have all the clothes ready, backpacks are ready. I'm good. I've got my to-do list. And then there would be a child and they would start throwing up and they'd have a high fever and they can't go to school and I've got to stay home with them. You ever have those days? So- The mommy Mondays would be mommy Mondays, medical Mondays, motivation Mondays. If I wanted to start, you know, doing business things, I still have Mondays off and I love them. There are times where we travel or during the busy holiday season, we'll have a Mondays, but there's probably a good 40 Mondays a year that I still have off and I love them. The reason I love them so much is no one's looking for me. They're just not looking for me because I've set business hours and they're public and people know that I'm off on a Monday. But the biggest mistake that I see with entrepreneurs is they don't set a work schedule. And so when I ask photographers, what is your work schedule? And they're like, well, I'm trying to work around the kids. Sometimes I do this. Sometimes I do that. And I say, set a finite work schedule. You can have permission to change that. So what I would do is I would evaluate every semester and I would sit down around August when I would get the school schedule and I would put in the calendar all the important school dates. I think this is very, very important. And as a mom who had two competitive dancers for 10 years and you've got recitals and competitions and endless, endless hours of everything that's involved with being a dance mom, this is super, super important because you can't not be there for a recital or a competition, right? And same with sports sports schedules. So what I would do is anytime a schedule came out is I would sit down on the calendar and just put it down. Every school dance, every competition, every baseball game, parent-teacher meeting, anything with kids that requires you to be there, or if you don't need to be there, an important event in your kid's life write it down on the calendar. And if you can't be there and you're in a dual parent family situation, talk to the other parent. Can they be there? Make sure that someone can always be there. If neither one of you can be there, or if you're a single parent, can a grandparent be there? Because there's nothing worse than having a child on the stage and looking around and there's no parent there. And you don't want that. You don't want that, right? Our kids are always looking for us. You know, my kids are old enough now to tell me when they need me and when they want me. And, you know, Ava, my youngest, she's very vocal about that. And there was something we were doing recently. And I said, okay, do I need to be there? And Ava said, you don't, but I want you there. And I was like, okay, I can completely respect that. And thank you for saying that. She's old enough now where she can, she's 18. It's she doesn't need to have a parent, but she'll say, But mom, I want you there because you calm me down and I just like you being there. Evan, a couple of weeks ago, he asked if I would come down and help him clean the garage. And when I got down there, I was like, Evan, 90% of the stuff in the garage is yours, tools and all sorts of things. And he's like, I know, but you're just really good at helping me organize. And you're like a master cleaner, right? Now I know what you're going to say. You're going to say, well, I'm a mom. So of course I'm going to go down and clean it up, right? So I'm sweeping and cleaning and I'm I'm doing it at lightning fast speed. And then there's things that he needs to do. And when I was done, he looked around and he was like, I can't believe you did that so fast. That would have taken me like three days. And I was like, Evan, I'm a mom. I need, I need to, I can sweep a floor in like five minutes. Just tell me to do it. And he says, I know. He says, but I get distracted. I don't really want to do it. So then I start organizing my tools. And next thing you know, it's like a week and I still haven't done it. And thank, thank you for coming and doing that. And I just recently did it at his studio as well. He asked me to come over and help. And I think part of it is he gets overwhelmed and there's a lot to do and he just doesn't know where to start. And so he doesn't want to do it. And the other part of it is we work really well together. And so if he says, mom, can you just come over here and help me clean my studio? He's doing it along with me. He's not just sitting there playing video games and expecting me to do it. He's always grateful. He's always kind. He always thanks me. And I'm a mom. And so that's my job. Just the other day, we left in the middle of the night to go get Olivia and move her back home. She has been very ill with a virus Um, while school's over. She was staying a couple of weeks in Santa Barbara to wrap up her tutoring and some things like that. And she had told me earlier in the week she wasn't feeling well. And as the week progressed, she was getting worse and worse and worse to the point where she was calling me crying that she had to pack her home and she couldn't stand up. I was getting increasingly concerned that she was getting dehydrated and she wasn't eating. And I asked what friends were close by and she said, none, they've all moved back home. And, you know, we ended up in the middle of the night driving to Santa Barbara, which is a three hour trip two and a half, three hours in the middle of the night. It's more like two and a half hours and packing up two cars and bringing her home. And she's been in bed ever since. And I ended up rescheduling a trip that I had to do to fly back East to go do workshops because I didn't feel comfortable being cross country with her being so sick and not eating. And, you know, she's 20. And so, but she still needs a mom and she still needs someone to help her. I mean, you know, many of, you know, my mom passed, you know, just a year and a half ago. And I felt like I needed my mom my whole life. I still need her. And so, you know, the parenting doesn't, End at you know sixth grade, you know graduating high school. Anyone that's listening to this that has grown children with families, you know, will tell me it's it's a different level each time. And so if you're listening to this, whether you're pregnant, whether you have little ones, big ones, married ones, everything in between, um, whether it's adopted, biological, doesn't matter. If you're a caregiver, a parent, and you're caring for somebody that needs you. To me, that's the priority, isn't it? That doesn't mean you have to give up everything and put yourself in the back burner, but that means that you now have to be the queen or the king of severe time management and delegation. You cannot float by, you cannot. If you just try to float by, you're gonna drown. You gotta put on your big girl pants or your big boy pants and sit down and say, I am responsible for someone else's life. That's a huge responsibility. In order for me to carry up that responsibility, I need to do certain things. I need to manage my time. I need to learn how to delegate and figure out what I need to do and what somebody else can do whether it's a laundry service, a cooking service, a babysitter, a tutor. You know, there were times where I would get tutors for Evan because he needed help and I wasn't good at helping him with certain things. You know, you need to sit down, identify the problems, constantly reevaluate. I think that's another hot one on the list is the constant reevaluation is we think we're just going to set a schedule and everything's going to go for the next 20 years. Oh my God, you have to change your schedule every month If you have a little one, everything might be one way when they're newborns and then when they're teething, it's a whole different story. And then when you're through with that and then they're in their crib, then and you're trying to get a sleep schedule, pretty much right when you get that sleep schedule, down, they'll jump out of their crib and realize now they're in toddler bed phase. And now you have to figure out how to get them in their bed and stay in their bed and not come out for a drink and water and go to the bathroom 10 times a night so you don't lose your living mind. And once you get through that, then it's, you know, the toddlers and the preschool. Once you get into grade school, it's the homework, it's the after school activities. Never mind the hormonal, the dating, and just all the issues that they come with and everything in between. So if you don't sit down and constantly reevaluate, whether it's every month, every three months, sit down and have a family meeting and sit and talk about the schedule and the expectations and have communication so that everybody's on the same schedule. There have been many times I sit down, and I have to talk to my kids and say, this is what needs to be done. How can we adjust this? Move this. Sometimes I get super overwhelmed and my kids are like, mom, 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 mom. And I just have to say, hold on. Because I'm super overwhelmed right now, and this is what I need from you, and then you tell me what you need from me. I'm getting ready to have two into college now. So it's back to school shopping, and it's, you know, preparing the dorm, preparing the apartment, the moving, you know, all of that, never mind the anxiety that comes along with new schools, new friends, social issues, being available to them to talk when they need it. I'm super close to my children. And I, the reason that I'm super close to them is I've stayed that way intentionally their whole life. And so a lot of people come to me and they go, Anna, I need advice. You seem like you've got really good kids and they're very active and they're creative. And it seems like you like them and they like you. And and how did that happen? And then how did you build the business and travel to 40 countries? none of it's been easy. It's all been a decision and a choice to show up when my kids need to show up. To listen when they need me to listen, to give advice and to talk to them and to communicate, to set schedules, to set boundaries and to have time management. So when I do have a couple of hours where a child isn't asking me of something, I can focus on it. And then I make sure that the times that they need me, my back is into the computer. So when it's after school and it's dinner time and the dogs need to be fed and the kids need to be fed and the kids kind of want to regurgitate and vomit their day, that's not the time to go to your room and edit all night. Be present for your children. Find out when they're the most talkative. Find out when they need you the most. Usually right after school is a very important time or right after activities because they need to kind of divulge and get things off their chest. But if you're not there for them and then you try to ask them later how their day was, they're going to be like, ah, fine. Because you weren't there when they needed to talk to you. You ever have that happen? You go through something in life and you're having a crazy day and you just want to vomit it to someone, you just want to get it off your chest because it's just so overwhelming. And then if you don't have anyone to do that with later, days later, and someone says, Oh, by the way, how was that trip that you did or you missed that flight? And you're just like, oh, fine, I I yeah, I handled it. Because you don't, we don't want to do it later. But at that moment, maybe you need to get off your chest sometimes Ava will come into my room and be like, mom, mom, I need you. I need you to just look in my eyes. And she's always been that way. Mom, look in my eyes. You cannot look away when she's talking. Look in my eyes. I need you to hear what I'm saying. And I love that my kids are vocal and tell me what they need from me. Thank God. Because if I do turn away, she'd be like, no, I need you to pay attention and to hear my words so that I can hear your response. And sometimes I'm looking at my watch and looking at the clock like, oh my God, I have so much to do, but I've got to shut everything down. Be present for your children and let them know that you need them. And they then in turn will respect when you need time to do the things that you need to do. But if you don't set a schedule and you don't communicate and you don't set boundaries, then you will be a hot mess and you will be struggling to get through everything. I think the only other thing that I really want to tell you in this podcast is to slow down. Those jobs, those projects, those clients, those trips, those certification, all of that will be there for you when you're ready. We think that if we don't do everything now, it's going to disappear. No. And if it does, maybe that wasn't for you and it's going to be a different opportunity. We're not meant to seize every opportunity, every job, every client, every trip right this moment. I've had things that haven't worked out for me. And I have to tell myself, as disappointing as it is, is maybe it wasn't for me at that moment. And it's okay. It's okay. Things aren't going anywhere. And I do believe that everything happens in its time. I do believe that things and opportunities come when you're ready. And sometimes you're not ready. We think we're ready. We're, we're convinced we're a rocking photographer. We've got it down. We've got a studio. We're making good money. We just need to what? We just need a break. We just need someone to recognize us. We just need someone to pay us like three times more so we can catch up on all our bills. We just need this workshop to sell out. We just need someone to ask us to speak so we can get to the next level. We just need to be certified. We just, 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 right? Or maybe... We just need to sit down, grab those notebooks and write down what you need this moment and what you want to work towards. Communicate with your family, let your kids know your hopes and your dreams and that you're going to work towards things. Involve them in the process. Kids love to be a part of the creative process. You know why? Because they're creative by nature. And if you allow them to be creative early on when they're little, when they're little, little, two, three, four, it doesn't matter what age, the littler the better. A, they feel like a huge part of your life. And B, they're doing something that's fun. You wanna paint a backdrop? Let the kids run all over it. Because at the end of the day, they're gonna have so much fun doing it. And they're gonna enjoy it. And too many times I feel like we kind of, oh, we don't allow kids to be kids. I remember when Olivia would come after school, her favorite thing would be jumping up on our framing table. And I know I have a photo somewhere where she would take all the Sharpies, all different colors. She's an amazing artist. And she would put them all in her hand at the same time and draw. And so she would take my paper that I would use for framing and she would draw pictures and she would give her every color Sharpie she could. And it would be all over her face and her arms and she's supposed to be doing Homer, but I would let her do that after school to just kind of get that creative outlet out. And she loved it. And I still have photos and drawings that they've been doing since they were little. I mean, Evan was painting at four and he's been around me since he was born. The fact that he has a studio 10 minutes away from me is no surprise. Does he know anything else? Now, with that being said, it doesn't mean that there's pressure for Evan to be a photographer. That was actually kind of shocking to me when he became one. Uh, Ava just wrote an amazing paper that I did post on my Facebook page when she was applying to get in the honors program at Chapman. She already has a full scholarship and she's already graduated with honors, but she wanted to get in the honors program at Chapman. She was struggling for a couple of weeks about what to write for her final paper for the acceptance into the honors program. And the day it was done, she couldn't wait to share it with me. And we went out to eat that night. And when I read it, I, I read it like five more times in it. She had talked about how so many people had asked her if she wanted to be a photographer and follow in her mother's footsteps. She wrote that she did feel a little bit of pressure thinking that, is that something she should do? And she wasn't sure if she should or not. When I read that part, I I paused and she said, mom, mom, read on, because I immediately thought, I hope I didn't pressure you because that was never, ever my intention to ever do that. She said, no, no, you didn't, but please read on. And as I read the paper, she was explaining that the pressure was not for me for her to become a photographer, that I'd always emphasized that I wanted to make sure that whatever creative outlet she felt drawn to, that she tap into it. And so... When she realized that I was never telling her to be a photographer, never asked her to be one, but only asked her to dial into her true authentic self and whatever her creative desires and needs were. And that's when whatever she would decide to major on or be in her life would come to fruition on her own. That's when the light bulb moment went off. She shared that she had taken a creative writing course in her senior year just because she didn't want to take a different course. And she had never done creative writing, and she didn't even think she'd like it, but she thought it would be super easy, so why not? It turned out she fell in love with creative writing. Not only that, she's brilliant at it. Her stories that she writes leave me gasping for more and everybody who reads them. Her final paper did get her into the honors program at Chapman, and she is majoring in creative writing with a minor in film. I can't be more proud of her because all I've ever asked of my children is to follow whatever creative outlets they want to, whether it's dance, taekwondo, writing, you know, anything they want, they can do, and to not let anyone put any pressure on them. And that is our job as parents, right, is to make sure that we raise these human beings to find a way that they can be their most successful authentic self. But as I've said multiple times, the word success has many different definitions. And so right now, as you're listening, success might be getting to preschool pickup on time. And it might be getting that toddler to stay in bed for an entire night of sleep. It might be landing that client that you really hope that they'll book you. Or it might be getting that client to pay you for the job that you really know you can do. Don't let others define your definition of success. Take your time and don't be in such a rush. The jobs will come Your dreams, your pursuits, whether you want to travel, all of that can come. And I truly believe you can have a life you dreamed of. I look at my life, I haven't even dreamt half of the things that I've done. I said I wanted to become a mom. The rest is all a big fat bonus in my eyes. I know that I'm going to make sure that every single day I wake up trying to do things a little bit better than yesterday. That may mean checking my rear view mirror to make sure that all three kids are in my car or whatever kids I picked up that they're still in my car. And it might mean double checking my schedule to make sure that the client that I booked, that I know I booked them. And showing up for my clients, for the students that I teach, for my kids, it's a lot. And there are days where I feel super overwhelmed. And then I'll look at the calendar and realize it's Monday. And I could just sit home, be in my pajamas, have a cup of tea, and just take a nap if I want to. So creating that schedule, setting boundaries, communicating with the important people in your life, writing down your plans now and your future plans, and setting aside time management and planning accordingly, all go into creating that successful life that I believe you can have. So hopefully you won't be so overwhelmed tomorrow. And hopefully as you listen to this, you can do something for yourself, whether it's take a walk, take a nap, take a long bath, set it in your calendar, set aside me time, set aside fun time, play time, let your kids know that they are a priority to you. Sometimes it'll just be Ava and I, and we'll just do something random, nothing. I'll say, you want to go to Hobby Lobby, go do some shopping, or you want to go to the Spectrum, or you want to go get the nails? And she'll be like, just you and me. I'll be like, just you and me. And she'll be like, yeah. You don't have to go anywhere and do anything? Nope. You know, my son is notorious for coming in my bedroom at 2 a.m. and having full-blown conversations. I will admit there are many conversations I can't quite remember but he knows he can do that at any given moment. And there are times where he'll say, I just need to talk to you. Recently, we established that when he texts me, it's not urgent. And when he calls me, it is. Because I was struggling to every time there was a text, feeling like I needed to rush and get to it. And I'd be holding a baby and be like, Evan, I'm in session. And one day he sat down and he goes, okay, mom, these are the new rules. If it's a text, it's not important. I just need to text you to let you know. If it's a phone call, it's important. And I'm like, good, good. Boundaries, communication, all of those things, whatever age your child is, they can all be done. I wish that something in this podcast you can take away from and you can implement in your business and your life. I wish that if you're being super overwhelmed, you find someone to talk to. Hopefully you have a partner you can talk to. Sit down, a family member, anyone, your mother, your father, your husband, your partner, and sit down and say, I need help. I'm drowning, I'm overwhelmed, I'm tired, and I need help. Whether you need to go to the gym, whether you need to take a nap, whether you just need an hour alone in your room, whether you need someone else to pick up your kids from school, whatever you need. Maybe you need to go take a trip or a workshop or step away or regroup or do mentoring or whatever it is. But you got to start making changes because the only way you will grow and succeed, I don't believe you can do it alone is by making these changes. So hopefully something I said resonates with you, helps you. I love the feedback that we've been getting from our podcast. Thank you very much for listening. Lately, we've been getting people that have been emailing me, messaging me, you know, tags, subscribes, wherever you're watching or hearing this. We've been streaming our podcast on YouTube. So if you're watching this on YouTube, hit that subscribe button, post a comment, let us know what do you want to hear in future podcasts. We would love to have feedback. If you're listening to this on iTunes or our Podbean, we would love any comments, any feedback, any future topic requests, we're here for you. The more feedback we can get, the more content that I can deliver that will resonate with you a little bit better. So help us help you. We appreciate the loves, the tags, the comments, the subscribes. All of that is super important to deliver content that makes a difference in your life. I'm Anna Brandt. Thanks for listening. Did you like this podcast? We would love it if you gave my mom a kind review and reach out to her. To learn more about Anna, visit AnnaBrant.com. You can find out about her education opportunities at AnnaBrantEducation.com.